Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everyone being here t- t- this morning. Thank you. Uh, and f- first, we want to thank God because we could have been in a hospital this morning. Uh, we could have been in so many other places but here. But by the will of God, He brought us here this morning to the church, to this place, to hear His word. And for that, we are thankful. We are thankful for this morning, for the weather. We are thankful. Let's just be thankful for everything that the Lord has done this week. Sometimes we are so quick to complain. We are so quick to say something negative about the weather or about something else. But this morning, let's start this morning by thanking. Thanking God. You see, we, we live in a such a, a, a wonderful place, uh, such a wonderful country, and we need to be thankful. We, we have a, such a wonderful church in here, you, and we are so much blessed by the Lord. And we are healthy, and we are strong, and let's thank God for that. And let's ask the Lord to speak to us this morning. Hallelujah. Let's close our eyes now and let's say, dear Lord, we love you. We praise you. We adore you. You are wonderful, marvelous, perfect. Lord, you are our king, our Lord, our savior, our judge, our advocate. You are everything to us. We depend on you for everything in our lives. Lord, we recognize, Lord, that we are created by you. We recognize our limitations, our, our, oh Lord, our limitations, our human condition, but we trust on you and we believe on you that by your power, Lord, you can bring us Oh, God, unto your presence. And you can embrace us and have a fellowship with us through Jesus Christ. We want to thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Speak with us this morning. Help us to grow in the knowledge of the truth. Help us, oh God, to be prepared to go out in the fields, oh God, and be used by you. Your word says that the fields are indeed ripped. Oh God, they are ready. Oh Lord, help us to go, oh Lord, in those fields and proclaim the lie of Jesus Christ. And we pray in Jesus' name. Put your hands together. Praise God. Let's lift his name on the highest place. Hallelujah. You may have a seat. Today, the title of the message that I'm going to be teaching is Salvation in the Name of Jesus. And I have uh, this message uh, in my drawer. And I've been praying. God gave me this message. And I was just looking for an opportunity to share with my brothers and sisters this morning. Because it's such important important message and uh, as we go out and uh, we are commanded by God to go and proclaim the gospel and and Jesus said go and proclaim and preach the gospel we are proclaim we are mandated God has commanded us and as a child of God as, as children of God as we are we have that burden to go and share our faith with others and uh, God has, has been speaking to me 
uh, about that uh, very much lately. And uh, there is no salvation in any other name but in the name of Jesus. I would like for uh, my brother in there in the um, video, uh, if he could put in the, uh, the Bible verse, Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, Brother Cruz, I appreciate that. If you could put it, uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 12. Uh, and in chapter 4, verse 12, it says that there is none other name in heaven uh, given among men whereby we must be saved. Amen? And that it is. Uh, so we look in there, and there is no other name. There is, uh, there is no salvation in any other. There is no salvation in any other but on the name of Jesus. So salvation is in a name. And we don't, we, uh, all we need is that name of Jesus. And uh, uh, sometimes we are lied to, we are told by the media and other religious uh, religions that there is many, many gods, many religions. But according to the Holy Bible, there is only one true God. And there is only one true religion. And it's, uh, and, and it's, it's not even a religion. Salvation is in the name of Jesus. Jesus is our salvation. And this Bible verse is very clear to us. It says, and there is no, and there is, and neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And then uh, we're going to be talking about uh, salvation. Uh, Salvation, what does that mean, salvation, being saved? When anyone is saved, uh, does it simply mean that he's saving from hell and ready to go to heaven? Yes, indeed, that's salvation. Because the most important thing in our lives is to make it to heaven. That's the most important thing. And I was thinking this week about what is the most important day of our lives. It, uh, I, I went through a training one, one time. And they said the most important day of your life is today. Right now. Because that's your present. Amen. And then I was thinking that. And I was uh, bringing my thoughts under the Lord. And I thought, you know, the, the most important day is that day that we're going to depart. You see, you have the day that you come to this world. And then you live your life, and that day that we die, that's the most important day. That we need to be prepared for that day. Because then we are stepping into eternity. And when we go into eternity, and the Bible says it's a terrible thing to fall in the hands of sinners, to fall in the hands of a God. Then we step into judgment. And the Bible talks about only two places we're going to hell or heaven one of the two and i think that's the most important question that we could be uh, posing to the world and we could be thinking about it it's our eternity it's more important than anything else because that decides your eternity 
And we, we know that according to the Bible, this is, this is not the only life that we have. You know, many atheists are there thinking that that's it. But according to the word of God, uh, there is two places that we are going to, we, uh, we could go, hell or heaven. So let's talk about this because this is the most important thing, whether we are going to go to heaven or to hell. God is in the business of saving people. God's salvation is, is a wonderful gift to humanity. We are lost, broken, beaten by the world, by sin, by condemnation. But God, he seeks us and he finds us broken into pieces, beating down. And he picks us up and he put us back together. And he brings hopes to our hearts, hope to our lives. And God, he, he recycle us. You see, sometimes in life, we are through in, in the, in the sidelines, family members that don't care about us, friends, uh, the, you know, go away, abandon us. We feel like a rejected by family, by friends. And we feel like a, sometimes we feel like a, in a trash can. Nobody cares. Uh, and, uh, and uh, we get into the pity uh, situation. But I came here this morning to tell you that God cares. And God goes to the trash can and he picks us up and he recycles us. And he puts new hope in our hearts. And he gives us new dreams. Hallelujah. Praise God. So God's salvation uh, is uh, an eternal salvation. We're going to be living with him forever in heaven. And we're going to be talking more about that. So salvation is something that is absolutely necessary. There is a real place called hell. And there is a real place called heaven. And uh, uh, you don't want to go to hell. But it, it, there is, uh, uh, according to the Bible, the man is uh, mankind as soon as he's born, he's already condemned because of sin. And uh, uh, God doesn't want anyone to go to hell. He didn't create hell for, for, for people. He created hell for the devil. God wants us all to be in heaven with him and forever. But here comes the thing. God cannot force people into heaven. And as we look at this Bible verse, it says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. So we look here that Peter did not say that we might be saved or we can't be saved. But he did say we must be saved. So we must, there is absolutely, uh, there is an absolute necessity, something that is imperative. We must be saved. In John chapter, uh, chapter four, uh, 15 through verse um, 21. Let's take a look in John chapter, chapter 3, verses 15, 15 through 21. Uh, the word of Jesus there says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, 
that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So this Bible verse is, is clearly saying that the world is already condemned. So if somebody turned to you and say, oh, don't judge me. You are judging me because I think that's the thing that they are saying now. If you say, if you point out, if you say sin, if you speak about sin, people become defensive and say, oh, you should not judge. You should not judge people. But here, it's you are not judging. The judgment has already passed. We've, the humanity has been already judged. Look at this. For God so loved the world that he sent, he gave his only begotten son. And then goes in here. He that believe on him is not condemned. But he that believe not is condemned already. Because why he's condemned? Because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So all comes down to salvation in the name of Jesus. We need Jesus. And this is the condemnation. You might think, but what is the condemnation? The light is come into the world. Amen. Love darkness rather than light. Because their deeds were evil. So men, he says, men, men and women, because it's written men, but in the general term, love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. Uh, this is pretty much like a, a, a robber, a thief, that he robbed the bank, and then he doesn't want to be around cops, you see? Because he, he's, he's, a, he's a thief, he's a robber, he doesn't want to be around cops. And, and when he sees a cop, he, he walks away. It, it's pretty much like the sinners. Uh, people get used to sin, they are so much into sin, and the, and the darkness, when they see the light, they want to turn away. Because the light is going to bring their sin, it's going to make their sin to surface and be seen. And, uh, uh, and the Bible keeps going on. For everyone does, that doeth evil hated the light. You see, it's very much like the thief that hates the police. He doesn't want to be caught. And he says, neither come to the light, lest his deed shall, should, uh, should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds might be made manifest, and that they are wrath with God. So those that doeth, uh, uh, do, but he that doeth truth cometh to the light. So God wants us to come to the light. Uh, when you go to the doctor, and the doctor look at your diagnosis, and he finds down, that he had cancer. You, you, let's say a person has cancer. Or you, you, would, uh, you would hate to hear that. But the doctor has to tell you. 
even if you don't want to hear that. You see, the doctor has to tell you the truth. He can't be holding that truth. And, uh, the, oh, no, the person, oh, but you don't know. The person has depression already. The person is already going through problems already. You, you're going to say to that person that that person has a, a very serious case of cancer? You, you, you know what I'm saying? So you have to tell the truth. The doctor has to tell the truth. And the truth, it, it doesn't care if the person is already having other diseases, other problems, other difficulties. But the doctor has to tell you the truth. So he can treat you. So when we come to God, God's going to reveal our sins. He's going to reveal it to us. Where are the problems? So when we pray, we ask God, reveal it to me. Show it to me. Let me, Lord, reveal it to me. Let me see. That's what uh, the Ten Commandments were given. That we could look at it. And it's like a mirror that you can see. Uh, you, can, you can see your diagnose. Where are my faults? Where do I need to fix it up? Where do I need help in here? Where are my sins? And, um, and that's what we, we must do. Come to the Lord and let him review. And then he's going to treat that sin. He's going to give us the strength that we need to overcome the world. He's going to give us the strength to overcome the flesh, the lust, or the lust of the heart. And all that that holds us back from reaching for God. Because the only thing that separates man from God is sin. And once we reach for God, once, once we move towards Him, he, is, he gives true steps towards us. Amen. Praise God. Put your hands together. Worship God. He is awesome. Uh, so, it's, it's absolutely necessary that we be saved. Uh, um, and we must be saved because we're not saved already. So, uh, we, we are not born saved. This is a decision that we need to make. And uh, uh, by nature, we are born with the, with, with the original sin. We are lost. Uh, and... Uh, we are not only lost, but we are perishing. We are on our way to hell. But we, ne we need to break the cycle. Break the cycle of death in our lives. And be born again. But be born again in the kingdom of God. That's a spiritual birth. We need to come to our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to be talking about that uh, in a few minutes. Oh, how to be saved. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But we must be saved because we are not saved already. There's so many. They say that um, there is um, many ways to heaven. There is just many religions and many ways to heaven. But according to the Bible, Jesus said, I am the way. I, I am the truth. I am the life. Jesus said that. And uh, so many people, they are born, when they are born, 
They, they can be born Muslims. They can be born Jews. They can be born Hindu. They can be born a Buddhist. But Christians, you are not born as, as a baby Christian. It's a decision that you have to make. And you have to be born again. Amen? Amen. Praise God. And, uh, and there is the only one tr tr true church, the church of Jesus Christ. Uh, and Jesus is already the Lord of the universe. Jesus is not asking you to make him the Lord of the world. He's already the Lord overall. Whether you like him or not. It makes me think when Donald Trump was president, became president, some people were saying, not my president, the, uh, holding signs. Because he, the, but he, he, he is the president. So whether you like him or not. Um, and uh, uh, just to compare you, so Jesus, he's the king of the universe. Um, and... Uh, the world, he's already the king of the universe. He wants to be Lord of our lives. He wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to be your Lord. And uh, uh, it, need, it takes a personal decision to follow him, to surrender to him. And uh, that's in John chapter 1, verse 12. It says, uh, John chapter 1, verse 12 it says in there, but as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Uh, another way um, that we have to talk about is that we must be saved because we cannot save ourselves. Uh, we can't save ourselves. Imagine yourself drowning in the ocean. The, the ocean of sin. And you can't get out. You need somebody, uh, um, a person to come and to rescue from the, from the uh, ocean, from drowning. And that's pretty much what happens uh, in the spiritual world. We are drowning in sin and we need Jesus to come. You need someone to come to help you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, we cannot save ourselves. Uh, we, need a, we need a Savior. And we can do absolutely nothing to be saved. Um, Jesus, he did that at the cross in the Calvary for us. And God provide that salvation for us. God recycle us. He, put, he picks us up from the garbage of the world, the filthy with mud of sin, infested with germs and demons. He washes away our sins. My children went to the um, Solid Waste Authority uh, yesterday for a field trip, and they watch how they take that recycle, and they wash it away, and they... Um, clean there and they prepare that to be reused so that's what god does to us he speaks us up and he cleans us and it's like a vessel that god's made mold us into the vessel he take that clay that everybody was stepping on nobody would care for it and he take that mud from the ground 
And then he picks it up and he makes that beautiful vessel and he fills with his spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let God use you. Praise God. Salvation is absolutely necessary and is here and now. Peter is very careful to say that salvation is given under heaven, not in heaven. Uh, it, it gives in this world, we start right now. In this world, uh, we can start enjoying love and peace in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So we can get that glimpse of heaven in our lives, even through persecution, even through hardship, even through all the ups and downs and deceptions and the broken heart. We know that we are not alone. And Jesus said, I'll be with you always and I will never leave you. Never. Jesus will never leave you. And he will be with you through eternity. Hallelujah. If you believe, put your hands together. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, there is no such thing as missing salvation in this life and then receiving it in the next life. Salvation is for today. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. Praise God. Uh, we need to be saved today. There is no reincarnation. In Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27. Very clear it states. For to the man it is given to live one life. After that, the judgment. And, and, uh, uh, and I, I try to put it very simple. The gospel of salvation is very simple. Even a child can understand. Uh, it says, uh, we live one life. Amen. And we die. And after that, to face judgment. This is only one life that you will ever live on this earth. One life. You are one person. Amen? One life, one person, just like there is one God. One way of salvation. One holy book. One family of God in Jesus' name. Amen? In this church, look at the pattern. In this church, we have one pastor. Uh, we have over the church. One mayor in our city. One governor over the state, one president over the country, one God over the universe. You see the pattern? It's all one. One. And all comes down to God as being one over all, above all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Very easy to understand. And one way for salvation, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, it says, There is none other name by which we must be saved. And the name is referred to the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ. Now look at that because it says that we are saved by a person. Not a religion. Not a, a church membership, ritual, ceremony. But we are saved by one person. And I came here to tell you that Jesus is Jesus. Jesus is Jesus. I just got this revelation uh, that Jesus is Jesus. 
and death. We need to follow Him. Like Jesus is, uh, He's not Jew, He's not this or that, but He is Jesus. And we need to come to Him and recognize Him as our Savior. Save, salvation is offered to all. It doesn't matter where you come from. If you are Catholic, if you're Jew, Muslim, Hindu, Buddhist, uh, or any other religion, Jesus is Jesus. Keep that in mind. He's not bound by religions, traditions. Jesus is Jesus. is a person, and that's the person that we want to be connected to. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. There is no social barriers for poor, for the rich. All people, the elites of the society, the ordinary, everyday folks, uh, poor, rich, any race, any, any ethnicity, are uh, all to come the same way. And there is no moral barriers because in the eyes of God, we are all sinners. And the Bible says that he looked on the earth and he saw no one is good. No, not one. It says in the Bible. So we all need the grace and the, and the mercy of God. And salvation is free. It's, um, in John chapter 3, verse 16, uh, we cannot pay for our salvation, for the gift. It's a gift given by God. Uh, we cannot buy uh, the, the salvation. It's given to us. And God was given us salvation. And uh, there is nothing that you can give to God to pay him back for his salvation. He owns the universe. But according to the Holy Bible, there is one thing that God wants from us. He wants our soul. He wants our minds. He wants us to be part of his family. He wants to dwell in us. And the Bible talks about the way to be saved, how to be saved. Peter said in Acts chapter, chapter 2, verse 38, repent. Chap, uh, the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 38, it says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So this is the way. Repent. You see, the word repent is the first thing. Repent. Because without repentance, there is no remissions of sin. We need to come to God humbly, knowing that our goodness uh, is not enough. Of course, we need to be good, live good lives, uh, follow the Ten Commandments, don't smoke, don't drink. But these are not enough. We need Jesus. We need the mercy of God. Don't be pumped up like that. Uh, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I go to church. You need to focus that you are with Jesus. That's what matters. To have the relationship with Jesus. <laughs> Praise God. And just before I finish. And once we are saved. Once God picks us up. He washes us with uh, the blood of Jesus, and we are made clean. Now we turn and look at James chapter 2, verse 18. We become believers in Jesus. 
And we need to look into that because the devil also believe and tremble. Chapter 2, verse 18. And in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12, it says, We need to work out our salvation with the fear and trembling. Amen? Working our salvation. Once saved, we need to commit ourselves to the Lord and say, God, no longer I live, but you live in me. Here I am. Praise God. And I always pray and say, God, if you can use a meal to speak to Balaam, you can use me. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. And the last one that I would like to share with you, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Pursue peace with the holiness. See, peace and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. So let's say a prayer. Let's stand up now and say a prayer. Lord, we want to thank you for this Bible study today on salvation. Help us, O Lord, to reach for the lost. Help us not to be ashamed of the gospel. Lord, help us to speak up. Oh, God, help us to speak up the word of God. Wherever we go, Lord, whatever we are doing, oh, God, help us. Do we speak up your word, not to be afraid. Oh, we bound our fear in Jesus' name. Help us to be brave, courageous. Oh, Lord, to proclaim the light, the light of the gospel. Help us, oh God. Oh, give us that strength, the wisdom, the anointing. Oh, Jesus, that what we, that's what we need, Lord. Give us that anointing. Give us that sens sensitivity. Oh, Lord, and to, to hear from you, to be directed by you, oh, God, and anoint the words that come out of our mouth. Give us the wisdom to speak, oh, Lord, to, to a world that is dying. People out there, Lord, are going straight to hell. Oh, Jesus, help us to reach for them. Oh, we love with the wisdom and bring them to your light. Isn't there a cause? Yes, there is a cause. And Jesus said, go and preach the gospel to all creatures. Help us to be missionaries in West Palm Beach. Help us, O oh Lord, to be bearing fruits right here where we live. Right at the place where we work. Right in our neighborhood. Help us to be bearing our fruits and being missionaries right where we live. We thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We praise your holy name. Oh, forever bless your holy name. In Jesus' almighty name we pray. And we thank you. Thank you for the privilege to carry your name. Thank you for the privilege to say, I am a Christian. I am a follower of Jesus. And help us to live a life that will give you glory and honor to you. And everybody can see that we are living in righteousness and bring glory and honor to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.